today, former White House physician demands that Joe Biden submit to a cognitive test immediately. And Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. We have got a lot coming up today and it starts right now. Hey, happy Friday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined by uh, two friends of mine, Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans show, and also Sydney Watson, uh, political commentator. I feel like that's that's like the that's the all-encompassing political commentator, but also you should watch her YouTube channel. I feel like every, I don't want to say YouTuber. Every time we do this, I know. Like, every time you're like, I'm not going to say the, the Y word. I'm I not going to do it. I know. But I also <laughs> want to tell people to make sure they subscribe to your channel. So it's I'm very hard to navigate. I'm acclimating to the term. It's fine. <laughs> if you want to call me a YouTuber, you can. I won't cry about it. I'll, maybe like off air. Then I right, call, right. You know, just be in the dressing room, just weeping. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the headlines of the day. Uh, Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas is a former White House physician for uh, President's Barack Obama, as well as Donald Trump. And he sent a letter to Joe Biden on uh, Thursday, yesterday, demanding that Biden immediately submit to a cognitive test because his, quote, mental decline and forgetfulness have become more apparent over the past 18 months. This letter was signed by uh, more than a dozen other lawmakers, including another physician. I love the, the way that this says it, including by another physician and a dentist. who <laughs> <laughs> so is like also a doctor. Uh, Sliding the dentist here. Yeah. Also a dentist. Uh, they told Biden that he should follow the precedent set by former President Trump to document and demonstrate sound mental abilities. Here's a little uh, a little snippet of the letter. It says the American people should have absolute confidence in their president. They deserve to know that he or she can perform the duties of head of state and commander in chief. They deserve full transparency on the mental capabilities of their highest elective, elected leader to achieve this. We urge you to submit to a cognitive test immediately. We implore you to then publish the test results so the American people know the full mental and intellectual health of their president and to set an example for all presidents to follow going for forward. And then, of course, it, it documents all of the, uh, you know, his previous missteps, uh, his previous, you know, they asked him about the cognitive test when he was on the campaign trail and he got very upset, mm. very belligerent. Why that? Why, you know, why, why would I take a test? Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of documenting all of this, laying all of it out. And by the way, this comes at the same time, this letter, I want to get both of your thoughts on this, but this comes at the same time that uh, Joe Biden's approval rating is plummeting. It uh, is now below 50% in a new Monmouth University poll that just surfaced this week. This is the first time that his uh, approval rating has ever fallen below 50% since taking office. So he currently holds a job rating of 48% approve and 43% disapprove. Um, this is down from 54% approval in April. So, um, you know, you have to wonder if that is kind of part of the people who are starting to not approve of his performance, if his cognitive decline is coming into play for them. But then you also have to wonder where the hell they were uh, on the campaign trail. Yeah. Whoever, <laughs> yeah. throwing it to you guys, whoever okay. wants to go first. She, yeah, right. go. So much to say about this. I, I was taught ladies first. So, so much to say about this. Um, number one, he'll fail the exam. Number one, there's no question. Mm -hmm. And isn't it ironic that you can take the highest office in the free world without a psych eval? 
but you can't become a Marine, a police officer, or for that matter, even a counselor down the street at a women's shelter without a psych eval, right? But you can take an office of the highest land without being cognitively sound, so no, he'll fail. However, I'm a little torn here because I actually think this is going to expedite a play mm. that the liberals had all along. Mm -hmm. They were actually going to call on a psych eval for him to remove him. Mm -hmm. I just think this expedites a play that is going to happen. Because remember, he takes the test, let's say he takes the test, and let's say Uncle Joe plays fair for a moment and he publishes the results that says, I'm not fit, welcome President Harris. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Problem. Big problem. Yeah. You know, which poison do you pick? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But, so, but, but I really think they'll do this to him anyway, because what did we say? Nine months? Does he have a year? Does he make it to his first mm -hmm. term? This was going to come all along. They won't publish the results. You know. So, okay. So, Sydney, I want to get to your thoughts, but when it, and I don't totally disagree with you, but I keep wondering if that's their play, when do you make your move? Because certainly if you are looking for a President Harris, why would you have Joe Biden meet with Vladimir Putin? Why would you have him go on a world stage and completely, you know, embarrass us and himself? Mm. I, I, if, I can, if I can respond to that just yeah. real quickly, is I don't think it's something that they necessarily want to proactively do, but they have it in their bag of tricks. Because they know they're, they're going to need to. He's going to decline so far to a point where they're going to have to disassociate with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? They yeah, eat yeah, their yeah. own. Remember, this right. is the Hillary Clinton syndrome. They'll eat their young. So I'm not saying necessarily this is the plan to remove him, but look at the trend. Remember, that approval rating that's below 50, that poll was taken prior to meeting to Putin. Right. Let's take that poll next week, and you're probably going to see it's going down even further. So at some point here, they're going to have to sacrifice their own. Yeah. And, and that's the play I think me they'll use is saying, ah, oh, he's just not sound. Yeah, yeah. Sydney, we saw, you know, just this week he mm -hmm. met with Vladimir Putin as we were talking about. He, there were just several instances at the G7 summit where he's, all these viral videos are surfacing. He that's doesn't so know where he is. He doesn't know he just got introduced to the president yeah. of South Africa. Yeah. He's giving, he's like, uh, as usual, I have a list of names to call on here to the reporters. He's, um, what was the other one? Oh, he's giving uh, Putin, he's like, well, here's a list of uh, places to not hack, but anything other than that, definitely you guys are cool. totally fine. Okay, <laughs> wink, wink. I mean, it's like, what? I mean, it's funny. I, I hadn't thought about what you just said before about whether, like, why effectively are we pushing him onto, like, the world stage mm -hmm. so aggressively. Yeah. But maybe it's because, and I just had a brainwave, maybe it's because he's so incompetent that when Kamala does step up, because she will inevitably, it's like, look how great mm. she is. Look, That's in comparison to her predecessor, look how great. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I'm i in the same boat as you, where I definitely believe that this play has always been the case. It's, they were always vying to have her basically step up. And that makes me a little mad because... I feel like this is what Australia did a couple years ago where we had our first woman prime minister yes, yes. that was instituted not because we the people voted for her but rather because our politicians put her into mm -hmm. place so people who understand Australian politics will know that we don't have to vote to have our prime ministers they can be replaced by their party the head of the party and that's how we end up with our leaders and this is what happened and then everyone's like look first woman first woman and that's going to be the same case with Kamala and it enrages me because if you're going to have a woman a position of power and authority she should get there on merit mm -hmm. not because she just happened to be the right color you know yes yeah, well, and it, it sounds terrible but well I mean she she ran on merit 
right? And she got 1%. One, and then one percent. people weren't interested. So, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is how else are you going to do party. it? And this is the yeah. best way. That's yeah. it. it is That's weird, though, when you think about it, too, that Biden is effectively, I think, compared to how radical the, the Democrats are getting, he is more of a moderate. So I think it is weird that you would try, I mean, he's really of all of them, if he actually was cognitively sound, he would effectively be doing the same thing that Obama did when he was in mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. which is more or less like, you know, status quo, like establishment type stuff. Which is sad because really it is pretty liberal. Like yeah. it's pretty progressive, right. but, yeah. but when you're judging it on a spectrum of yeah, the party, now, it's moderate. We, yeah, but sure. we've been desensitized to it. <laughs> right, to, right. Okay, this is moderate now. We, in, in fact, let's throw <laughs> mm-hmm. the clock back. It's not. It's right. not, no, not it's at all. It's very liberal. So yeah. then when you have Kamala step in, I just find this so, this whole thing is so weird to me because she's a nutcase. Mm-hmm. She's a nutcase, and I think we can objectively Radical. say that. Totally, Radical. absolutely. And yeah. it's like, who is this new Democratic Party actually appealing to? And who would she as a leader appeal to? Because I don't know. Right. Certainly not to me. I mean, like I said, you know, Biden is Biden is Biden. Biden is that establishment. I'm so glad you make that point because I said it I said it here before. Obama was not radical enough mm-hmm. for the true for the, left. Yes. Yeah. For the party. They mm-hmm. wanted him to be way more radical. Now Sleepy Joe is here and, and mm-hmm. basically they're probably as frustrated with him as we are because they can't get him to to do what they really want him to do. Mm-hmm. I mean he's reading the note to him yeah. to the press. But they want a Harris. I firmly yep. believe they want to move this nation so far towards socialism, mm-hmm. borderline communism. They want to push us to the brink. Yep. And Harris is absolutely, probably also certifiably insane. She's know? like right. a gateway she's drug. She's radical. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like radical. A, yeah, yeah, she definitely is. Yeah. I mean, at least it's not Ilan Omar, though. Let's be let's be real. I, I wonder if there they were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they were prepared though for Harris to just be so bad at this. I mean, I know any of us who were paying attention and Mm -hmm. weren't watching any of this with rose-colored glasses uh, knew that she was horrible. But I wonder if they were prepared for, I mean, just what, two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. she was just making a fool of herself Mm -hmm. on the border. She's supposed to be the border czar. The vice president of the United States has never visited the border. And I don't think, I mean, it's like, just so elementary for her to prepare to be asked why she has not visited the border. I mean, it's you would think that she would have answer, prepared that answer. A, could yeah. not. If she was yeah. asked, on multiple occasions. Yeah. Maybe after the first one, you come up with an answer that might be, you know, okay. No, at no point could she come up with a coherent answer other than getting huffy. Has she ever had coherent answers to anything, though? I, I mean, mean, I don't no. think so. Are we she shocked? laughs. No, and this is this is where you <laughs> got to think. This is why I always, you know, they 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 literally we talk about the virus being fabricated in a lab. They fabricate these politicians almost like they're in a lab. They come from mm-hmm. Chicago. They picked Obama young. They took him through the ranks. They picked him for a reason. And look, they pick him well. Yeah. To, to play to play puppeteer and puppet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want puppets. And I, look, I don't think she's very smart. Yes, she's got a degree. It's so easy to get a degree in this country, to become a lawyer in this country. No offense to those who are lawyers, but it's really not hard. <laughs> I mean, honestly, come on. You need to rub two brain cells together and you can get a law degree online. Mm. I mean, so that means nothing to me today. She's telling me that there's not much going on there. And because she's so ditzy, she's so out of it, really, she's a puppet. So. Technically, she's the perfect tool mm-hmm. to be in the White House mm-hmm. for George Soros, mm-hmm. for, for the Murdochs and the Rockefellers and all these kind of guys who really pull the strings for big pharma, big tech. I mean, they need to be able to control that individual, you know. And so 
So yeah, from that perspective, she's perfect, but mm. she's a disaster. Yeah. She's a walking disaster. Do you think though, if, if that transpires the way that logically we would think that it would, because Joe Biden's decline has just been so significant in such a short amount of time, I can't imagine him continuing on throughout the entire term. But I mean, I'm kind of of the opinion that it's like, if they're gonna make this move, is it better or worse for them to make it before 2022? <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it, okay, I don't, it's hard to say who would do worse. Who would be a worse pick, Biden or Harris? Would there be, uh, would there be good news, right? If and I'm loving your questions today. It's I mean, like you're, it's, you're, uh, yeah. I'm just trying Audience, to, the woman is smart. I'm We're just, talking about a not smart woman <laughs> and then two smart women. Come on. It's amazing. This conversation is not being had anywhere, yeah. Sarah. Strategically, it's time right. for the conservatives to be more strategic. We need to play They're the long game. They're just reactionary. We they, can't. They just react. We've got to start playing. So, so who is better? I think it's worse for them to have Harris, Harris I do too. before 2022. I do too. I think it's, it's a bad blow. And maybe they're praying, if they're praying people, which I don't know what they pray to, maybe the light bulb or they something. Pray to, they yeah. pray to masks, yeah, I or, or, or Maylock, you know, or something. <laughs> the light bulb. But, but the, maybe the light bulb. Electricity. You know? Yeah, the aura mist or something, right? <laughs> and so let me offend everybody, the rocks or the stones or whatever they do. But they probably are, say, hang on, Joe. Mm. Hang on, Joe, because mm -hmm. As bad as he is, you know, for their party, you, you imagine you put Harris in that position. Now, no. yeah, they think they can wield it, but I mean, it's, it's a train wreck regardless. So yeah. I think it's worse for them with her yeah. right before, like right before the election in 22. Yeah. So they're going, hang on, Joe. Right. Love, what can we pump him full of today? Yeah. Sydney, right. What do you think? No, I, I'm, I'm, I definitely agree. In fact, as, as you're both talking, I'm, I'm having like a, these light bulb moments, yeah. honestly, on the, like are today. You, Sarah, are you she's inspirational. To <laughs> Sometimes I do love electricity. I pray to God. That's <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm having this like moment where it's like, you know, with Biden, if Biden were to make it into 2022, I think it would be a situation where people would be like, oh, but we still have Harris. We still can see what might happen, what might transpire with her in charge. Mm. Whereas if we go into it with Harris, then mm -hmm. it's like, oh, damn, this is it. <laughs> then who do you have after that? What, Pelosi? Is that right. is she next to him? It's bad. <laughs> All of this is so Now you're rough. getting into the witches. I it, mean, now you're getting into the, the, just, a different kind of evil. You can, go from, you can go from weird, sleepy, creepy Joe to... Kamala, who looks like she's high all the time, and then you go into <laughs> way worse. Yeah. You get to Nancy Pelosi, Ilhan Omar, Why is it all the women AOC. who are so evil, though? That this is the thing. Is because I they've made agreement with evil. These are, these are people, honestly, mm. I can tell you this. They don't appreciate human beings. They don't mm. appreciate life. Mm. They don't care. They don't care one lick about human beings. It's about self-preservation, and it's about self-elevation. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wine. So if you are, uh, there's probably a lot of people out here who you're a big red meat person because we live in America, right? And as much as the left wants to change it and make you stop eating that meat and go eat like soy or whatever the hell they want you to eat, we love our red meat. But you know what's great to pair with your red meat is to drink red wine. Uh, not only does it taste great, but red wine actually makes you digest meat more effectively. Um, and it can even make red meat healthier. I know that sounds really weird to say, but I'm just saying if you want to follow the science, that's what the science says, okay? Uh, but not all red wines are equal, so you don't want some like red wine that you've bought at some big box supermarket and it's full of chemicals and pesticides. Don't 
Get that, all right? Instead, check out the Extreme Altitude Malbec from Argentina. They have grapes that are grown at 9,000 feet. They are fed off of pure snowmelt. There is no excess chemicals. Um, they are delicious. They are less sugar. They are healthier for you. So what, personally, when I drink it at home, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this for my health. Don't, please, uh, please pour me another glass. It's, it's for my health. Okay, would you expect me to neglect my health? No, so I need the third glass of wine. All right, uh, right now the guys over at Cowgirl Wine 2021 just got another special shipment of these wines and they are flying off the shelves. We've had to stop reading the ads several times now because you guys keep buying them. They're that good. So don't miss out on this. You get 50% off if you go there today. It's cowgirlwine2021.com. That is cowgirlwine2021.com. Uh, President Biden officially made June 19th, which is, of course, known as Juneteenth, a federal holiday. He signed the bill into law. This unanimously passed the Senate earlier this week and, of course, passed the House of Representatives by a large margin. Um, but uh, this, I believe, is the 11th federal holiday now that it is signed um, that it is signed into law and it's today which is interesting because he just signed it and you have to wonder how many people had like things that they needed to get done uh, the following day and now all of a sudden they are celebrating it today because of course it takes place on Saturday so it is now a federal holiday um, I do want to get into kind of a story that uh, pertains to that indirectly but I know that this is something that is causing controversy within the Republican party within conservatives um, I'm very curious where you guys stand on it but let's listen to because I, I think that this is this is the divide here is that this has been passed as uh, the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act yeah. okay so it's not just let's celebrate Juneteenth it's Juneteenth Day it's called the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act Act. And let's listen to uh, what Joe Biden had to say, uh, surprisingly, somewhat coherently, uh, upon signing this. Watch. I've only been president for several months, but I think this will go down for me as one of the greatest honors I will have had as president. Not because I did it, you did it, Democrats and Republicans, but it's an enormous, enormous honor. Interesting uh, hearing that from the man who said he didn't want his children growing up in a racial jungle. Now, all of a sudden, it's an enormous honor. So I don't know. Say of that what you will. But um, so it is the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act. And now I can see both sides of this, um, but I, it is difficult when you see all of the uh, all of the narratives being painted right now that America is still systemically racist, that you know uh, black people are oppressed in this country, and then you see you know everyone having to identify by the color of their skin, and then you see this being called the National Independence Day Act, and it, it is very um, odd because I would think that a country would only have one Independence Day. What is this sort of signifying? <laughs> to everyone other than to be more divided. Um, do I, am I wrong? I'm happy to be corrected. Look, I'll say this. Um, I'm, I'm not for this at all, mm -hmm. at all. Just adding the tag Independence Day is an untouchable. There's certain things you don't touch. You yeah. don't touch the founding documents. You don't touch the word of God. You don't touch certain things. You don't touch children. We have Independence Day. This is not our Independence Day. And Joe Yakut, it's not Independence Day, but then why add that? I ask for right. context. Yeah. Why did this need to happen? 
Would this happen if we did not have Black Lives Matter Inc? Would this have happened if we didn't burn buildings down and everybody is scared to death talking to anybody or calling justice or calling injustice justice or whatever they do? No, it would never have happened. So it's happening because of false pretense. Mm -hmm. It's happening because of political posturing. It's not happening because it's truly about people. It's not. This is a result. So get past this. Let's go back and say, what was the run up to cause this to happening? Both sides of the aisle, by the way, okay? This is like virtue signaling. Yes. Okay? Yes. This is what this That's is. I see it too. So it has no purpose. All right. It would not have existed if it was not fabricated, right? Mm -hmm. And we have an Independence Day, which mm -hmm. we celebrate. So I refuse to acknowledge this as any sort of Independence Day. And I'm not for this because I believe it's smoke. Yeah. It's political posturing, 100%. It will produce nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. It's 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 gamesmanship again, kicking the can down the road. And you're right. It actually causes divide because mm -hmm. it actually keeps that conversation about race in our country in the frontal lobe. Mm -hmm. they, they just can't help themselves. They got to bring it back into the conversation. It, well, and it is interesting, Sydney, because when you look at this and you I, I think you're absolutely right with the virtue signaling. So when you see conservatives go, oh, well, you're yeah, of course we have to go along with that because if we don't, we're going to be called racist. We're going to be called white supremacists. So yeah, we'll go along with that. What happens when they have the conversation about reparations? Oh, what I mean, it's like, oh well, you you agreed to Juneteenth. What, exactly. I mean, you have to go along with it because if you don't go along with it's it, you're going to be racist. Right. I mean, they're just kind of shifting it over and over and over. I mean, I. All right, I'll be completely honest with you. Being that I grew up in a different country, I have no skin in this game, like in this conversation, because I don't care. Like I don't. Well, I, I almost think it, that that is more significant because you can give sort of an outsider's uh, observation. Right, and as you guys are talking, it reminds me. So I think it's more of like a symbolic gesture. I mean, I, I'm I'm on board with the sense that it's it's symbolic in the sense that it sort of means nothing in the long term because. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't change anything, does it? It does keep race um, as this main proponent of society that we all have to constantly think about all the time. And I'm sick of it, to be completely honest with you. But it does remind me of, like, a couple years ago when uh, the Australian Prime Minister at the time apologized to the Aboriginals in Australia for things that had happened. Apologized on behalf of Australians, which I found deeply offensive as an Aussie. I was like, I'm not sorry. I didn't do it. So why, why, am, why, are you, why are you apologizing on my behalf? It was just this whole thing. And that's sort of, that's what, these two things remind me of each other, to be honest with you. Yeah. The reason I say I don't care is because I just, I don't know why we constantly have to be having these just ridiculous conversations about these things that I don't really think change anything. They don't make things better. They don't ameliorate the situation. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, again, I just, it's, you've already said it, it's virtue signaling. I don't know that much about it, to be completely honest with you. And I also think as long as we keep doing these things and keep pushing this narrative that we have to be sorry for something or we have to keep acknowledging these things that are like so far down the line, I just, it's just exhausting. Yeah. I don't is. have an opinion here because I'm just like, I'm just no, tired. Well, I mean, I think that, really that, that was, yeah, that was an opinion. It's a really good opinion. <laughs> it's a really exhausted. good thought. And, and I'll say, am I interrupting you? No, no go I'll ahead. Do. I'll say <laughs> this again, context is everything. And sure. the left does not want context. Listen to what the man says. Mm -hmm. cognitively mm -hmm. how, how mm -hmm. do we celebrate that the guy just puts a sentence together well is <laughs> no. that the standard wow to be the that's sad. but that's so he sad. says this maybe one of my and i'm paraphrasing maybe one of my most significant things to do as president of the united states oh joe i can give you a list of many more significant <laughs> mm -hmm. things the president of the united states is supposed to do than to prolong the race conversation yeah. mm -hmm. in this country you're actually 
dividing the nation by doing this. But according to him, this may be his greatest moment. So America, if you voted for this man, you just had his greatest moment. Good on you. Yeah. Okay, well done. Now what? <laughs> because he just blundered with Putin and we got a lot of work to do in this nation, right? Mm. And that was his moment. So yeah. I guess it's downhill skiing from here on for Joe. Do we, I mean, like, I always think about, too, when we when we have these conversations, how it distracts from actual issues. Absolutely. I mean, think about, think about how people are going to be going, yay, this is Juneteenth. Again, I, d I have no opinion on this in the sense that I, I feel like other places of other, I mean, even I was reading that Texas has celebrated, for lack of a better term, Juneteenth. Yes. For a while. Yes. That's been a thing since I believe, yeah, like, I mean, not, I'm, not obviously not a federal holiday sure. but yes but yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. people like recognize it they observe it whatever right. fine you can yeah. do that i don't care and they're yep. skin off my back but it distracts from like legitimate issues and again and we've i'm sure all of us have said this independently of each other and i'm sure we've all said it together on this show as well but when you think about issues in the black community there are so many that are so pressing and so much more important than again you know basically saying oh here's a holiday for you here you go pa be pacified be pacified mm. no because that's because as if that's going to fix a single but it doesn't doesn't Darn change anything. Darn thing, because I will not cuss, and not on the show, but I, it will fix <laughs> Just kidding, nothing. I will. <laughs> Look, South Africa, you talk, South Africa, they remove our flag, remove our national anthem, change the road names, destroy history books, topple all the statues, mm -hmm. and it fixed what? Nothing. Zero. It made it worse. Kill your because, farmers, because take your land. Yes, kill the farmers, you know, mm. because now you're pinning another race type against another because of you now. Mm. My flag's gone, and this is what this does. It, mm -hmm. but, but again, it's by design. They have to. I'm a broken record. It's like it's like Eric Church broke record that that country song. They have to bring race conversation into into the mix, or they can't run their party. They have kept Americans under their thumb, particularly the black race in this country, mm -hmm. by race baiting and critical race theory. It's yeah. actually interesting because you've seen this happen in South Africa. South Africa oh, yeah. is, a, is a perfect example of what happens when things get taken too far in terms of the way that the races interact. Yeah. And I think that we often forget, like even watching what's going on in South Africa at the moment is really sad. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really horrific. And I think that Americans need to be aware of the fact that if you let this carry on, you will end up like South Africa. Yep. And yeah. I, I don't see that being a ridiculous concept. Yep. yep. Uh, by the way, I just would like to also point out, Joe Biden did say great nations don't ignore their most painful moments, which is weird because I feel like Probably that could have been an argument when they were tearing down all of those statues. That's yeah. so true. Just going to throw that out there. Exactly. Um, we've You're got big more brain to come. today, Sarah. She is on you are fire. Big, you are a big brain. No, I had my Wheaties this morning. <laughs> uh, we've got more to come, including the CDC's emergency meeting. Oops, it had to be rescheduled because of Juneteenth. You're not going to want to miss this. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bambi, uh, when running a, a business. Those of you entrepreneurs out there, you know this. HR issues can totally bog you down. You have so much to remember. You've got all these labor regulations. You could be liable for wrongful termination suits, you've got minimum wage requirements, big government makes it very hard to run your business without all of the red tape, and you could hire an HR manager, but they're not cheap. They ha they come at an average of $70,000 a year. Here is a way to save some money, but still get the most incredible uh, HR expert. It is Bambi. It's called, uh, uh, I'm sorry, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. -E. They were created specifically for the entrepreneur, the small business owner. They will get you a dedicated HR manager who will craft your HR policy, maintain all of your compliance 
payments, and it's just $99 a month. Again, I'm not great at math, but I think I'm pretty certain that $99 a month is like way cheaper than $70,000 a year. Uh, they can change your HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. This HR manager is available by phone, email, real-time chat, however you would like to talk to them. They can do your onboarding. They can do your terminations. They will customize your policies to fit your business. Again, $99 a month, no commitments. You can cancel at any time, but you're not going to because it is awesome and it's going to save you money. Uh, let's let you focus on the reason that you went into business. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. You can go to Bambi.com slash matters. It is B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash matters. Schedule your free HR audit at Bambi.com slash matters. Today was uh, the scheduled CDC panel discussion on reports of heart inflammation, that is uh, myocarditis, among a, a small fraction of, this is what they say, a small fraction of COVID-19 vaccine recipients. Uh, they've, but they've postponed that because, I mean, Joe Biden just signed that Juneteenth is now a federal holiday, which means they get the day off. And I mean, screw all you people who are having heart inflammation and maybe problems pertaining to that. Uh, perhaps you are one of, you know, the, I think they said 300, but I've read in some other CDC reports that it is closer to perhaps 475, which if that's what they are actually admitting to, I'm gonna go ahead and guess it's a little bit more than that. Um, but uh, screw all you people who are being harmed by this vaccine because they now have a federal holiday they didn't find out about until yesterday. And now they are, uh, they've got to reconvene. So they posted an update to the CDC website. The agency said the discussion will now be included in the scheduled June 23rd through 25th advisory committee on immunization practices meeting. So, I mean, it, it's good though that these people can can have the day off and they can have a long weekend. They really deserve it after all of their hard work, Yaku. Yeah, they worked hard to indoctrinate the Americans. What are you talking about? It, <laughs> it's, it's hard work. Well, it's, it's not so easy? hard work. Do you think it's, yeah, apparently not, <laughs> yeah. which is the sad part. If I look at the diapers people are wearing on their face still, right? <laughs> so it's probably not that difficult, and that's the biggest concern. No, look, it's a joke. The whole thing is a joke. I mean, I, I feel mean, like when you schedule an emergency meeting, it just like the whole idea of that is that an, it's well, an it's emergency, yeah, and you yeah. probably should just meet. But is it really an emergency, or is it just more posturing? Because here's the fact. It is a big concern. What is in that vaccine and how it's affecting bodies should be an emergency. It should be on the forefront of everybody's conversation at the moment. But it's not, it's not that important though. We're talking about American lives here, Sarah. So when last was that important? Mm. Yes. Holiday, sounds good. You know, a long weekend. Uncle Joe needs it because Putin whacked him upside the head seven <laughs> times, so he needs a bit of a rest. <laughs> so now they have a rest. And so let's see what comes from this meeting in that gap, the 23rd to the 24th or whatever that is. Are they actually gonna do something or is it more just them sitting around going, yeah, some folks died. Maybe the vaccine, you know, cause heart, cardiac arrest or whatever. I want to see real deep dive study done because I'm telling you, that's just me and you can write on a piece of paper or on a napkin, like good songs are written on napkins. Right? <laughs> you can just do that, that this vaccine is going to have massive ramifications down the road. Sydney. I never have anything to add to this stuff because I just want to roll my eyes into the back of my head and see my own brain. Like that's where I'm at whenever <laughs> we talk about this. I just go, oh cool, another thing that the government's doing or that a government institute institution is doing that's completely jacked, awesome. Cool, yeah. just put me, just, you know what, just put me in the bin, I'm done. 
put a fork in me, I'm done. I just, I'm just over it. I'm so over it. I have nothing to add over it because I, I just go, my millennial soul can't handle this. I want to be like out in the world, like riding a horse. She needs to go be like eating avocado toast exactly. at like, somewhere. Why can't I ride a horse on the beach wearing like a night suit? That's what I want to be doing. Like, yeah, it's not called horseback crying. riding. <laughs> exactly. Horseback, horseback horse, riding. Horseback because we have to be specific about the part of the body of the horse that you're riding. So, so but I, okay, I just kind of outed her, but we have to be uh, during the break, I'm sitting with two foreigners, right? <laughs> and we were talking about the American language and how Americans, Americans add like unnecessary words. Or just, drop, or just drop letters, like spell tire different, or just take a, a letter out of the word color. For no reason. For no reason. It's like it was fine, <laughs> and then, and then, you know what I love? What Americans do? It's only, do? it's only the real English language, <laughs> Oxford Dictionary. We're just gonna say you don't need a U. Just drop it. Just, just Why? get rid of it. Be done with it. Billy Bob couldn't say the U. Okay, <laughs> drop it. I love Jimmy. How don't ride under the horse. Ride the back of the horse. It's horseback riding. Be specific. Be. Spe you know what I love though is I love when Americans tell us, the people who speak the Queen's English, the original English, that <laughs> oh our English God. is wrong. I love it. I go, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I did. Realize that your country was, in fact, like very, very, very old, like you know the UK is. Thank you for telling me. Or how is it? Oh my god! Or is it? Well, let wow. me save this. Let me save this. Or is <laughs> it? Or is oh, it that America is efficient? <laughs> let me fight for America because I'm a proud citizen. Or is it that America is efficient, saying we just found a better way? Look, I don't, okay. I don't know. You're way. adding. You guys listen, are adding extra words. I, I feel really very triggered right now. <laughs> I feel very attacked. I am being attacked on my own show. Um, but that's I, what you get for inviting us here. I'm I know. Okay, you sit down I do. Two foreigners. You know, I knew I shouldn't have had foreigners. But you on. know what happens when you put an Aussie and a South <laughs> African at a table? Well, together. now I know. <laughs> that's not a good idea. Now I know. Okay. Language bashing. Let's go. Now I know. Uh, all right, really quickly before um, before we have to go to break, let's get into. Uh, we were just discussing. Juneteenth and how it's kind of a virtue signal of the idea that racism is still an inherent threat uh, in this country. Well, uh, Lori Lightfoot, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, has now declared racism to be a public health emergency in Chicago, which means she's able to reallocate COVID-19 resources to minority communities. She said, uh, disparities in access to effective and affordable health care, the impact of racism on the mental health of people of color, and the subsequent difference in life expectancy, quote, is literally killing us is what she said. Uh, she said, when we think about racism, many of us think about it in visible and audible forms, but the reality is the insidious nature of systemic racism has other impacts that are every bit as deep and harmful, but often ones that we can't see, like the impacts on the psyche and other impacts on our bodies that are just as, if not more deadly. Um, it's just, it's, it's interesting um, because, uh, I mean, I, I would think that she would wanna focus on like the people killing themselves killing yeah, each yeah. other yeah. in the streets yeah, of Chicago, yeah. which, by the way, if we want to talk about race, is yeah. primarily predominantly blacks who are killing each other in the streets of Chicago at a much higher rate and a very disproportionate rate. But I would imagine that that probably can be blamed on racism as well. Oh, didn't you see that article that, that was written? It was actually a couple months back, like two months back, where a woman asserted that white supremacy is uh, it can still be enacted even by non-white people, which I, I, I agree with. People can think that white people are superior, sure. even if you're not white. That that's fine. But she said that even when it's when you have like black people, for example, killing or hurting Asians, because this is yeah. about the whole Asian thing, that's still white supremacy. Yeah. Because it's still it's still rooted in white supremacy. <laughs> 
cool. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just leave. I'll just go and fling myself in the sea. Yep. Just that's why I mean, people are so evil. It, so okay. So it, they've added another. I feel like there are two. There were previously two excuses that the left could use for everything. Number one was Donald Trump, yep. and number two was climate change. Now it's white supremacy. Now, now there is a now third, it's and it's white supremacy. They discovered that. Yes. Yaku, last <laughs> word on, on this. They discovered that. Miss Lightfoot, right? <laughs> So you want to tell me that it is, in fact, white supremacy that's making black brothers kill black brothers in the streets of Chicago. When will any politician in this country have the gonads to step up and say, we got a serious problem in the city of Chicago, the birthing ground of most of our liberal politicians, including President Barack Obama, right? No, Chicago gets a pass. Highest gun control, mm. massacres on the street, untouchable. Can't talk about it. And now all of a sudden, it's a white man's fault. There's David, gotta be. No, this is about money. This yeah. is about her reappropriating funds. She had an aha moment by some of her corrupt staff that said, hey, hey, if you call it this, eh, mm -hmm. we can earmark the funds over here. Mm -hmm. Sure, do mm -hmm. it. No consequence in her mind, the ramifications that will happen when you do that, the prolonged conversation, what she just did, she told every black Chicago kid, Yep, we're killing each other because of the white man. Yeah, yeah. That's what she did. And then, of course, you know, Sydney, I feel like this is what you alluded to earlier, that, like, the real conversation that needs to be had mm -hmm. about how we can stop uh, all of the, bl the black people from killing each other in the streets of Chicago, we can't have that conversation. No. Because we're talking about the fact that uh, racism is now a public health crisis. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, but we got to take a break, so we'll be back. I had a brainwave about this recently where I was like, so you know during Jim, Jim Crow actually? Yesterday we uh, discussed the new Victoria's Secret models. They are ditching the angels. They are ditching the angels and they are going with, uh, I mean basically they're going woke. Victoria's Secret is going woke. Uh, Megan Rapino is going to be one of their figureheads and who by, who by the way, I would just, I mean when you think of femininity, don't you think of Megan Rapino? Constantly. Sydney? That's the first image that pops into my yeah, brain. Yeah, me too. Not the beautiful women. No, mm. of course not. Oh, Oh, don't be oppressive, Sydney. Uh, so I just want to, just to give some context, uh, Rapino, obviously very on board with this woke culture of, you know, everything's offensive. She actually told uh, a newspaper on this Victoria's Secret thing that the selling lingerie, their approach to selling lingerie was patriarchal, sexist, viewing not just what it meant to be sexy, but what the clothes were trying to accomplish through a male lens. Uh, it was marketed toward younger women. The message the angel sent was really harmful. Okay, so that's what she had to say. Now, I just think it's a very, very delicious karma that she is in hot water because uh, someone found an old tweet of hers where she stereotypes Asians. Because remember, this is the same girl who says, we have to be better. We just have to be better. This is my charge to everyone. Uh-oh, oops. She was actually telling another soccer player, you look Asian with those closed eyes. This was in May of 2011. Um, so I just, listen, am I a fan of cancel culture? No. But if this is the standard that people, not just like Megan Rapino, but literally Megan Rapino, who is all about, oh, we have to be better. Oh, well, I need to get paid more. Oh, well, all of these things. Oh, virtual, virtue signal this. I just have to say, I, I hope that they apply the same standard to her. I know they won't. 
But you I know, feel it's well deserved. <laughs> you know, I see this and I kind of celebrate because it's so laughable. Again, mm. when they ensnare themselves in their own idiocy yeah. and it's their like you cannot live. Yeah. No one can yeah. live up to the standard no, that you guys have created. Exactly. But but it's funny because I actually think we just found one of the greatest antidotes. We actually just found the solution to help boys abstain from premarital sex, <laughs> right? Because they just completely blew Victoria's Secret through the roof by putting comma chameleon on the on the cover and boys are going, oh, I'm I'm absolutely gonna stay away from women, period now. So this may be our answer that we have been praying for. This is how you this is how you solve the hookup culture. You know, you get men to win beauty contests in some states. You put Fair. Megan Rapino on Victoria's Secrets cover, and boys will no longer partake in premarital sex. This is a solution. It's a victory. God, I really love this optimism. That's it's a, a victory. That is a great spin on this story. I'm over Sydney. here weeping inside, like, why? Why are they attacking pretty people? I don't know <laughs> what it is. This like preoccupation with like gunning for like beautiful women is so strange to me. It is bizarre. It is really strange. We've been doing it for like a hot minute too. It's first started with, you know, getting rid of the, uh, what are the girls called that like hold, um, at like, Oh, Bing like girls. the scores and stuff. That yeah. sort of stuff. Like they got rid of them. And I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago, uh, Gillette did away with like their girls at the, um, Oh, what are they? Can't even think of words today. Why am I like this? <laughs> anyway, they've been getting rid of beautiful women and all the old different, you know, myriads of life for a very long time. I don't know why. I don't understand. Why can't people just be pretty? B because there isn't, yeah, yeah, true. With my joke and my spin and whatever, for real, mm. there's a massive attack on God in this country. There's an attack on women. This is why they go after the womb. This is why they're pro-abortion. And all these women's rights, Megan Rapinoe's of the world, are actually the ones stripping true rights from women. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. True freedom yeah. and true liberty mm. from women. It's weird because, well, simultaneously, we're hyper-sexualizing women, and we are. It's getting worse. At the same time, we're also shaming women for being beautiful or for like taking care of themselves or being right. thin or whatever. And then you have you end up with the Tess holidays of the world. Do you get skinny shamed? I get skinny shamed all the time. It's really bizarre because uh, I posted a photo on my Instagram of this girl who has a quite a big following and is like legitimately anorexic. Yeah. And then people are coming at me going like, "Well, you're just as thin. You're just as..." And I'm like, "What, fam? <laughs> I am a healthy human that eats a lot of food and goes to the gym on a regular basis." But it's it's really weird because it's almost like yeah, I get, yeah, it, the, the it's skinny shaming thing is so weird. It's bizarre. I don't care. Like, tell me to eat a burger, I'll eat 50. I don't care. Let's do it. Let's go. But I'm like, it's so it's so strange to me that when you actually are healthy and you take care of yourself, that's suddenly some sort of an affront. Yeah. Whereas when you're ridiculously overweight, that's something that we should emulate. I don't get it. Well, I, I don't mean, understand. these are Because it's these a lower standard. The, and these but are from the same, yeah. these are from the same scientists who are telling yeah. us that masks work and all of this. Exactly. I just, you just don't, just throw everything that they have to say uh, out the so, window there. So Strange. It is bizarre. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Hey, don't forget to wherever you are watching, maybe it's Blaze TV, Facebook, uh, Pluto, wherever you're watching, YouTube. What's up, everyone on YouTube? I know you guys are in the live chat over there, all you regulars. Uh, make sure, though, that you go over to wherever you get your audio podcasts. I can't speak today because it's Friday and I'm ready to go home and start the weekend. Wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Uh, not only will it help more people be able to find the show, but... 
you may see your review read live on air, which is really, I know why you guys do it, because you just want to see your own reviews, which I'm totally fine with if you go and leave us a nice review. Uh, we've got one today from AM3237, who says, five stars, my daily news. I don't write reviews unless something is awful or it's fantastic. This is my first positive review in a year. Congrats, you're fantastic. Thank you guys so much for all that goes into the show. It's comical, keeps me up to date, and gives me something to think about after work. God bless, P.S., excited Yako's back. And that Doyle guy is pretty good, too. <laughs> that Which Doyle I guy. will never tell him <laughs> that you said that. I will never tell so John good. Doyle that you said something nice about him. But I'm glad that Yako was here. I'm to so hear happy that to be back. We are excited that Thank he you. is back so as well. Back. Uh, don't forget, you can go to blazetv.com to sign up if you are not a subscriber. Our days are probably limited on YouTube. So go there, blazetv.com. Use promo code NEWS. You can get $10 off. That is blazetv.com. Have a good weekend. You Thanks, too. guys. On this holiday, we worked on a holiday. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.